This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are in the Money Pit prevention business. You know, we all love our homes, but they can be money pits from time to time. We are here and sort of the anti-money pit role to help you make the most of your house. So look around, think about the project. Maybe it's something you wanted to do. Maybe it's something somebody else in the house wanted you to do, like you know a honeydew list, uh, a bit of a nag that's been going on. You know, <laughs> let's let's get it done. It's not that hard. We'll help you take the first step. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four is your first step. We will handle the rest. We've got a great show planned for you this hour. You know, the calendar says summer officially starts in June, but if you are fortunate enough to have a pool, you know that Memorial Day weekend is the official kickoff. So coming up this hour, we're going to have some great ideas for keeping that water nice and warm by teaching you how to harness the heat of the summer sun. And also ahead this hour, we're going to teach you how to go green with your backyard grilling this summer. Now, traditional grilling methods, that can actually release harmful fumes, but we've got some info on a more earth-friendly way to grill and still cook up a great burger in just a little bit. And when you admire homes while you're driving around your neighborhood, do you notice that most of them seem to have gorgeous front facades with lots of curve appeal? You too can create the same look on your front entry with the addition of just a few pieces of molding very strategically placed. We're going to tell you that little tip and how to make that happen in your house in just a few minutes. Plus, we're giving away the Stanley Fat Max Toolbox. It's worth 30 bucks. It's strong, but it's lightweight. It's great storage for all of your hand tools, and it's a great Father's Day gift as well. We're going to tell you all about our great Dad's Day gift suggestions at MoneyPit.com, so check it out today. So give us a call right now with your home improvement project. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, let's get started. Who's first? All right, now we've got Tom in Wisconsin on the line who needs some help with a garage floor. Tell us what's going on. Well, my wife's uh, with her minivan, and she comes in out of the snowstorm. It's got snow on now, or it's got salt and everything else. And when the salt drips down on the garage floor, it bubbles up. And uh, it pops. And okay. now it looks looks bad. I was wondering if there's a, uh, something I can patch it with that will uh, withstand the garage floor. 
Now, what's already on there that's bubbling up? Do you have some sort of epoxy coating or is it just the concrete isn't staying because of the salt? I think it's just the concrete. When they when they built my concrete floor, the, the builders, they they put a real high polish on it. Uh, real, so it's real, real smooth. It's real fine. Okay, but there's no other there's no other coating on it except or for the sealant. Pump. Okay. Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's it's just the concrete. All right. Well, I think the best solution there would be to use one of the new epoxy products. Uh, they adhere very well to the concrete, and that's the key: is the adherence issue, the adhesion issue, I should say. And uh, you can also add a color flake into them, and that gives you some texture, helps to hide the dirt, and you can even put a gloss coat on top of that. Two-part product comes with a cleaner that you mix up first to get the surface ready to accept the epoxy. Then you apply the epoxy, wait a couple of days to get it nice and hard, and you're good to go. Oh, awesome. Um, and Because it always seems to be one spot. Um, will that bubble up after that again? No, it'll just sit on top and dry to sort of a white, crusty surface, but you can then wash down the floor and get rid of it. Oh, awesome. How about outside um, or external? Well, you know, there are epoxy uh, products that work on uh, exposed concrete surfaces as well, but you might be just a little more careful with those because you don't want them to get too slippery. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Leslie in Texas is unfortunately having a septic issue. <laughs> Tell us about the problem. I am. Um, I have an old uh, jet-style aerobic system, and the pump went out in one of the tanks, and we didn't know it, so it's leaked over into the neighbor's yard, and then we were reported. And now I'm told that the only resolution that we have is to have a whole new system put in. Do I have any other options? Well, you know, if you do put in the new system, the neighbors are going to have to in- invest in fertilizer this year, and that's <laughs> going to cost them a whole lot of money. So, you know, there is a downside to this. Um, I see. So the system is leaking, is that correct? Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's certainly got to be repaired, if not replaced. Why do they say that it's unrepairable and that you can't, re- that, that, that the only solution here is replacement? Well, I'm told that um, whenever the system was put in back in the early 90s, there was no permit required. And now it's, it's required that you have a permit. Yeah, and that's so, probably smart. The, the systems are probably going in a lot better these days because it is there is some oversight. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know that they can require you to replace it. I think they have to require that they certainly could require you to fix it because it's a public health threat. But I don't right. know. I have no uh, question about that. It's just I wondered if maybe this system could be upgraded or if I can just replace that part that is not working or yeah but it's a leak so it's a leak in one of the lines correct well actually it's it's not a line it's just one of the pumps in one of the tanks has gone out so it's not pumping it into the next tank right so it's so the system's not working properly because it's not right. lifting a, the waste from one to the next well i would think that you simply could replace that pump did you have you talked to a septic uh, repair contractor about this i have and um what he's telling me is that this system is obsolete Okay. And so I I don't know. I didn't know. Well, if, that if that's was the case, the then you know now you're getting it from a couple of different sources. Uh, the system is so obsolete that you can't even get contractors to work on it. You may be better off replacing it. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can be part of the Home Improvement Fund by picking up the phone and giving us a call with your home repair, home improvement, design, decor, plumbing, whatever you've got going on. We can give you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, even when the weather is warm, the pool can be super chilly, but Mother Nature can help, and she can also help you save money if you're trying to warm up that water. We're going to teach you how to heat your pool with solar energy after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT because this hour we're giving away, of course, home improvement knowledge. But we've got a great prize up for grabs. We've got the Stanley Fat Max Foam Toolbox. It's worth 30 bucks, And it's got a watertight seal, which is going to protect your tools in any weather. It's got super sturdy construction, an ergonomic handle, and it really makes for a fantastic toolbox. And it's one of our gift suggestions for this Father's Day. So check out MoneyPit.com to learn more about our top picks for the dads in your life. Any guy is really going to be thrilled to get their hands on some of these products. But you could be so lucky today to win the Stanley Fat Max Foam Toolbox. So give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, you also might consider yourself to be fortunate if you happen to own a pool. But if you do, you know that even on the warmest days of the year, it can be a quite an icy shock when you drop into that water. The good news, though, is that there are actually some pretty easy ways you can keep that pool water comfortable, including some that don't cost a whole lot of money. For example, if you simply trim back any nearby trees, that can cut the amount of shade the pool gets, and it can limit the amount of leaves that end up dropping into that pool, causing you to have to skim them out. And pool covers, by the way, can also be effective to capture and hold the heat from the sun, but they work best when you use them every night because pools actually lose a lot of that heat that gets soaked up into that water from the sun during the day. If you cover them at night, it will stay much, much warmer throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you want to go further and maybe you've got the budget for it, you can consider installing an array of solar pool heating collectors. Now, you may have seen these in solar-powered homes or other buildings, and they're usually lined up on a rooftop. But with the pool system, sometimes they're on the roof, sometimes they're more of a freestanding solar panel on a post strategically placed in the yard. It really depends on the installation, but there are several kinds of solar collector arrays that are going to heat your pool. And another option is to install a solar-powered pool heater. Now, this kind of system, it's relatively new, but it's growing in popularity. And if you want to learn some more about solar heating options for your pool, just Google Money Pit Solar Pool Heat. You're going to get a ton of information there, and it's still early in in the season to implement some of these plans where you can really see the difference financially and, of course, comfortably this summer season. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your summer home improvement project. Leslie, who's next? Michael and George is calling in with a flooring question. What can we do for you? Yeah, I've got a, a, an issue in my house where I have laminate flooring uh, and the whole downstairs flooded. So I've got puckering and just, you know, it's a mess. Okay. Uh, and I kind of wanted to know what to expect when I rip this stuff up. I've, I've laid laminate flooring over subflooring before, but not on a slab. This is sitting on a slab. 
Yeah, actually, so, I think that uh, you you shouldn't have uh, very many surprises at all. I mean, if you it was over subflooring, you'd find you know rotted, warped flooring, but because it's over a slab, uh, you know you should sell, find the same slab that was there uh, when it was originally put down. Now, getting that flooring up could be a bit tricky because it, the floor all probably locks together. What I might suggest is that you use a circular saw and set the depth to the thickness of the laminate floor, like a quarter inch or whatever it is, and then go ahead and just cut right across the floor and try to take it up in pieces that way. Okay. So it's not going to be glued down or anything It shouldn't like that. be. Laminate floor is not designed to be glued down. No, it's usually a floating floor system. So it's going to be sitting on a pad just like what I've done upstairs then? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It should be. It should be. be. Or the pad might be on the back of each plank, like attached to it. Right, right. But that's the way. It, that's the way it's normally installed. Uh, I just wanted to get an idea of what to expect before I started ripping it up. So yeah, well, I mean, if everything goes the way we'd expect it, that's that's what you should be finding: laminate floor that's on top of some sort of an underlayment pad sitting on top of the concrete floor. So it shouldn't be that crazy a project for you to have to replace. By the way, do you have? Uh, did you call your insurance company, Michael? Because you may have. Do uh, f- you have flood insurance on this? I did not. Yeah. Was, were you in a flood zone, or was this sort of a result of uh, you know a broken pipe or something? It was a result of uh, a broken pipe. Yeah. Well, that should be covered by homeowners insurance. Uh, well, actually, I, I I wasn't quite accurate. There was it was a result of a broken uh, washing machine. Right. And washing machine was broke. The pipe that comes out of the bottom of the washing machine was uh, was destroyed by a rodent that got into my house. Okay. And my insurance doesn't cover any damage covered by any animal. Oh, that's oh, wow. that's kind of tricky. Yeah, mm. I, I asked, and that's that was the answer I got. You so, know what? I bet you could fight that. That's kind of debatable as to what came first, the animal or the broken pipe. <laughs> right. Yeah, you might want to you might want to call an insurance adjuster and let them negotiate because it sounds to me like there ought to be some coverage there. That would be great if there was, because it's, uh, it's a lot of flooring. Absolutely. So one last question. Um, so there's no waterproofing or anything that I need to do or prep work that I need to do to the slab before I start laying stuff back down on it then? No, just put, make sure it's nice and dry. You know, okay. I mean, it wouldn't hurt for you to put a layer of, uh, of epoxy paint down there. That will stop some of the un- natural humidity from coming up through it. But I don't, I don't consider it critical. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds great. Thank you for your help. You're welcome, Mike. Good luck with that project. Sorry that happened to you. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Give an insurance company any way. Speaking of animals, to weasel out of a paying <laughs> claim, and they most certainly will. That was a good choice of an animal, there, Tom. <laughs> Seemed very natural. All right, now we've got Pauline in upstate New York calling in with a decking question. What can we do for you today? Hi, uh, I'm calling regarding, I'm replacing three decks with synthetic, Okay. and the um, contractor won't be doing it till June, but I asked him about the new material I heard on your show, and no one seems to know about it. It's called Fiberon, I believe. Yes, Fiberon, it's uh, it's great material, and if your decking contractor is not aware of it, he really needs to... Uh, to become aware of it, their website is fiberondecking.com. You can simply add, uh, enter your zip code and find a dealer near you. Uh, so there's a Home Depot by me and there's a Lowe's by me. You may not find this at a home center. Yeah, it's usually at more specialized lumber yards. I mean, the product is so gorgeous. At home centers, you're going to find like the lower end options of composite decking, which is great, but I mean, they really don't look like what Fiberon looks like. It can look like all kinds of exotic lumbers that are just 
truly gorgeous. The graining on it, I mean, there's a textural graining, there's a visual graining in, I mean, it's almost like a photograph of the wood on these composite panels. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's truly, truly beautiful. And it also has the longest warranty in the business, a 20-year warranty. So head on over to their website, fiberondecking.com. Take a look at the photo gallery, take a look at the products, and then you can use the dealer locator and find a supplier in your neighborhood. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your help. You're very welcome, Pauline. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Missouri, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I've heard they address this problem, I'm sure, before, but we got mold on the outside, we got vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. And it's on the north side of the house, and it's on the siding. And okay. then uh, we've noticed it on, uh, we've got a bedroom that's on the north side of the house, and we've noticed it on the ceiling in okay. there, and, and the kitchen's on the north side of the house, and we've noticed it on some of the kitchen cabinets okay. on the outside. So. Is this a single-story house, or is there a ceiling, of, is there another floor above where the mold is forming? It, it's a single-story single do the kitchen and the bedroom share a wall? No, they don't. One's at kind of at the one end of the house, one's at the other. They- it sounds to me like there's a couple things going on here. First of all, mold forming on the north side of the house is not the least bit unusual because that's the cold side. Mm-hmm. And, shady side. Yeah, you can use a siding wash to clean that. You can also trim back trees and anything that's that's providing an excessive amount of shade on that side, let a little more sun, and that will have a natural effect of of keeping it clean. As far as these the uh, ceilings are concerned, um, I would take a look at the attic and make sure you have proper ventilation because what it sounds like is that you have a cold section of the ceiling near the exterior wall, and as a result, you're getting more condensation there, and the moisture and the condensation is causing mold to grow. In terms of attic ventilation, always important. Uh, continuous ridge and, vent so- and, and, and soffit vents are best. But a combination of all of those th- three things, I think, is going to straighten this problem out. Okay. Well, that sounds good. That sounds easy. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Well, thank you. Yeah, typically the only place you find mold in your kitchen is in the refrigerator. When <laughs> it gets to the cabinets, it's not so good. On the cheese. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mike and George is up with an air conditioning question. What can we do? I've got an older um, downflow uh, air conditioner, and the uh, the pan under the coil is rusted out, and it's okay. leaking onto the ceiling right. downstairs. Okay. And uh, everybody wants to sell me a whole new unit, and I'm trying <laughs> to figure out a way to see if that pan can be um, can be fixed or replaced or somehow you know, rig something so I don't have to buy a whole new HVAC unit. Now, I have been told that that pan is um, welded, you know, the coil is welded to the pan. Right, right. Well, um, here's what you can do. First of all, you could have another drip pan put under the existing unit. Is that possible? Has that been discussed? Well, that's what I've been thinking I could do, but some, you know, most of the people who come, or all of the people who come out here, are just saying that's not going to work. But yeah, I'm, I don't see why it won't work, Mike. I think that they want to. They go, those guys want to sell you a whole new system, and if you're not ready to buy one, I don't think you should be forced to. I mean, frankly, most of the time you have an overflow pan under an air conditioner, so I don't see why you can't uh, put, you know, a, a bit of a beefier condensate pan underneath that and simply go with that. Have that drain properly into a condensate pump and take the water out that way. 
Now, if there's just small areas that are rusted out, you can also repair the metal with an epoxy patching compound. You can use auto body filler on metal to seal uh, areas that are rusted out. I mean, that's how you would do it on a car. There's no reason you can't do it on the metal jacket of an air conditioner as well. Do you know if they make something for that? Because I just I thought I might be able to just go to Home Depot or something like no, that. No, I mean typically those pans are made up at a at a sheet metal shop or HVAC contractors make them themselves back in their own shops. Anyone that makes duct work can make an overflow pan for you. So just got to find the right person. Huh? That's right. That's right. Somebody who wants to to sell you a repair and not a replacement because I don't think you need it yet. Okay. Well, I'll keep looking. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still to come, just adding new molding or trim to your front door can make your entire house stand out on the street. We're going to tell you how to create these details and make your front entry one that everyone will envy after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. And now you can easily cut through the most difficult projects with ease with the power cutter from Skill. With powerful lithium-ion technology and an auto-sharp blade system, Skill's lightweight power cutter will soon become your favorite tool, too. The Skill Power Cutter. It cuts just about anything. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, a front door on your Money Pit that's trimmed out with beautiful architectural details might sound like it's out of your reach or out of your budget, but you can make it happen. Best of all, today's synthetic materials, they're tougher, they're way more energy efficient, and here's the coolest. They really need very little maintenance. Well, that's right. Years ago, you would choose a beautiful wood door then you would match that up with wood trim, which is nothing but work, work, work. And man, I tell you what, a front door really takes punishment from the weather and from the sun and the UV and all that. Today, there's much better options. There are fiberglass doors like those that are made by Thermatru, who in fact invented the fiberglass door many, many years ago. Uh, and you can couple those with synthetic millwork, and Fipon uh, is one of the terrific managers of that. Representing both of those brands, we have on the phone right now Derek Fielding, who's a senior product manager for Thermatru. And Derek, the uh, market has changed a lot. These uh, synthetic trim pieces used to be more costly uh, to pick up and difficult to install. Now, Fipon seems to make that very easy, and you have a lot of options when you're selecting your door design, so you can really come up with something that, that matches the house and the door you're putting it on, correct? That's right, Tom. One of the great things about the Fipon products today is we try to make it fairly simple, out of the box and onto the home. So whether you're a contractor or a homeowner, we try to make it fairly simple. And one of the things in terms of cost effectiveness, we actually have been able to prove out that whether you're building up that surround out of wood or some of the other materials such as PVC, you actually can get a savings primarily due to the labor savings that you would have attributed to trying to build up the different decorative options out of the wood and or the PVC components. Mm-hmm. Now, for folks who might not be familiar with it, is this something, the PVC product that you use for the trimming, is this something that you sort of finish in the same way or you buy it and it's ready to go right on the house? All the products come pre-primed. So the great thing about it, all you have to do is just apply your final top coat color that you want to use to match your home and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. 
And when it comes to the return on investment for an entryway makeover, there was a survey done. Uh, actually, they do it every year. It's the cost versus value survey that's done by uh, Hanley Wood and Remodeling Magazine. What are the numbers looking like right now for those that are installing new doors? What's the payback? Well, the great thing, uh, in the last two years, the entry doors was one of the only categories that actually ranked over 100% return on your investment, oh, which is really it. great when you think about today's uh, economy and people trying to make their dollar go a little further. So that means when it comes time to sell your house, you're likely to uh, get the entire uh, investment in the front entryway back at the time of sale. Exactly. Now, those are all great features, but I think when it comes time to actually choose a new door or redo your door, there's so many options, and you have to be really careful because it's such an architectural standout to the house that you sort of work, you know, in concert with the home's architectural style. So how do I, as a homeowner, go about picking a door and picking all of that millwork that's really going to enhance its styling that it already has to begin with? So really what homeowners need to do is choose between Ultimately, do they want a smooth paint-grade product or do they want a textured product which they would stain? From there, that would lead them into a product selection within our fiberglass products in the Classicraft product line, which is our premium fiberglass products, which really, at the end of the day, looks most like wood. And or we also have the Fiber Classic collection that's available in oak grain as well as mahogany grain. And both of those collections come in a variety of different door styles with different decorative glass options that they can really use to complement and pair with the home architecture. And, I mean, your website is so user-friendly, so there's really a lot of great opportunities there to see how things sort of work together and even look at sample architecture of homes, right? Leslie, that's right. On our website, there is a feature called the Door Designer, which actually allows you to go in by home architectural style, and it'll actually give you some ideas to start with. And then from there, you can go into each of the different product lines and play with different door style options and glass options to really build that home entry ray that really fits your home the best. And besides the door, I mean, the synthetic materials go beyond that. I mean, you can even get railing systems today that are made out of Phipon and materials like that. So there's really a lot of options to get energy efficiency, to get beauty. And as we said uh, just a moment ago, to get rid of that maintenance, to not have to worry about picking up the paintbrush every couple of years and and dealing with with the rot. Uh, The prices are great and the impact on your home is, is terrific. And as uh, you said, Derek, over 100% return on investment is is certainly good uh, for my neighborhood and, and, and everyone else across the country. Derek Fielding, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great information on uh, really where the technology is today in terms of entryways. Well, thank you for having me. Our pleasure. If you want more information on Thermatrue or Fipon, you can go to thermatrue.com or you can go to fipon.com. It's F-Y-P-O-N.com. All right, still ahead, the secrets to eco-friendly grilling so that your backyard barbecue can be kind to the environment and kind to your stomach as well. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue doors are Energy Star qualified and provide four times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. This hour, if you do pick up the phone and call us, you might just win the Stanley Fat Max Foam Toolbox worth 
30 bucks. This has got a watertight seal that protects your tools in any weather. It's got sturdy construction and it's got ergonomic handles to make it a great toolbox. And it's one of our dandy dozen gifts for handy dads that we're featuring right now at moneypit.com. So why don't you check out the site and learn more about our top picks for Dad's Day at moneypit.com. And pick up the phone and call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear what you're working on. Well, since last weekend was Memorial Day and we're all really now in this super excited start to summer season, you know there is nothing like grilling for that great outdoor meal. But did you know that traditional grilling can be associated with a number of health concerns? For example, toxic deposits that can be left behind on the meat that you're about to eat if the source of the gas flame is not adjusted properly can sometimes contain a cancerous substance and then that gets released into the meat when it's cooked too close to the flame. So you have to be really careful. And when you're using charcoal, you know, grilled meats and vegetables can actually soak up chemicals like coal dust, limestone, borax, starch, even sodium nitrate, not to mention the emissions that are released from grilling with charcoal, which we all know really aren't the best for the environment. But there is a more environmentally friendly option. There are actually eco-friendly charcoals that are out there. There's a super efficient, very high hotter burning charcoal that's actually made from ingredients like coconut shells that's available. And I like this because it's a very self-sustaining alternative that doesn't tax the forest during its manufacture. Mm. And it's also is going to make that exposure to harmful carcinogens and other chemicals like a total non-issue. There's also one other forest-friendly grilling product, and that is grilling planks. Have you seen these? They're mm-hmm. made from sustainably harvested wood, and they actually help keep the meat away from the flame. Which mm-hmm. And sometimes they add a lot of nice flavor as well. Yeah, I know. it's They're really tasty and they they stop you from overcooking the meat and creating all of that nasty charcoal in your beef, which is which is worse than, than actually cooking on it. It's creating it while you're doing that. So if you want some more eco-friendly ideas for safe grilling, all you need to do is Google Money Pit Eco-Friendly BBQ, and <laughs> you will find those solutions pop up right there. As long as you promise, Tom, if I go eco-friendly in my grilling practice, I don't have to have a tofu dog. That's true. I, I, I think you're safe on that. <laughs> okay, good. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. All right, now we've got Rex in Alaska who's working on a flooring project. What can we do for you today? Yes, I want to know if I can lay a laminate floor straight over a Berber carpet Mm. rather than putting the padding down that uh, usually comes with the uh, laminate. Yeah, generally not a good idea. We prefer to see you take the carpet up. Is it glued down? Yeah, that's a problem. It's glued down to vinyl. Okay. And the vinyl's glued on uh, subflooring over (laughs) a crawl space. It's like a history of things. You got like a crazy (laughs) flooring sandwich there, don't you? Well, yeah. So I don't really want to tear into it. What what would be the worst thing? I mean, doesn't the Berber carpet seems like it would act as the the padding? Yeah, it could. But if it's too soft, it could make the uh, joints break apart on the laminate floor. Uh You have to have a certain level of sort of uh, stability to that underlayment. I would like to see if you could try pulling the Berber carpet off, even if it's glued and you had some residual glue left behind. I'd rather see the the Berber carpet be pulled up. Then you can lay the la- the underlayment down and put the floor over that. I'd give that a shot. At least try to see if it'll rip up. Okay. So then I can I don't have to cover that. I don't have to get all the glue or anything off because no, I'm just going to cover that. No, as long that as it's with- relatively flat, you put the underlayment down, it'll be fine. Okay, because the Berber seems pretty 
pretty sturdy. It's, there's not any padding under it. It's just the vinyl and then the berber. And right. I was thinking that that might work, but I, I also thought of that because the floor is just floating. You know, it's not attached to anything. Yeah, it might work, but I'd prefer to see you take it up if possible. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome, Rex. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Helen in New York has a wallpaper question. What can we do for you? Yes. I was. I had wallpaper removed, and the sizing was still on the wall, but it was painted over. What can be done about that? But the, the paint is not, you know, not smooth. So is the paint sticking, or you don't like the fact that you can see the seams and it looks like there's still wallpaper? Mm, you can still see the sizing. Right, so you want to try to cover that up. I'd want to try to get rid of all of that, yeah. Well, if you want to try to get rid of it, your best bet is to um, probably score the sizing first. There's a product out there called a Paper Tiger. It's like a circular handheld tool that has a lot of little blades on it. And you score that wallpaper, and then you would rent a steamer, like a wallpaper steamer, and you would steam that wall to sort of loosen up the adhesive on the backside, and all of those little cuts and perforations that you've made on the sizing itself will allow that moisture to get behind it, and then you can peel away those strips. Now, it's a time-consuming project, and chances are when you get done with it, the wall is still going to have a little bit of, you know, residue from glue, and you can try to clean that up with TSP, which is trisodium phosphate. That might get a little bit of it off, but you may still have some unevenness on that wall surface, and if you do, that's okay. I mean, there's really... You know, not much you can do about it. You can sand. You can try your best to sort of freshen it up. But I would cover over it, you know, prime first and then paint with a flat finish. Because if you go anything higher than a flat, you're going to notice every, you know, uneven surface because of the sheen in the paint. Yeah. Okay. And another, another thing, how, do you, how can I wash my windows without making them streaky? Do you use paper towels? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Try using black and white newspaper. You know, be really careful when you get around the panes by the, you know, the painted areas because sometimes the newspaper ink can transfer. But that, I mean, there's something miraculous about newspaper that makes it so it doesn't get streaky. And also, you can use vinegar and water rather than using a window cleaning product. Ah, vinegar and water. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll try that. Okay. All right. Good luck with that project, Helen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, still to come. You know, cooking odors—they're sometimes really hard to actually get out of your house. So we're going to tell you what you can do to help clear the air next. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling eight 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 Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We are on air and online at moneypit.com, where we have a very active home improvement community. Lots of folks posting their questions, suggesting answers for other 
uh, community member questions, uh, all very active, very lively at moneypit.com. We so appreciate um, all of those of you that are participating in our community. And we want to highlight a couple of uh, questions right now uh, that came off those pages. Mm -hmm. And John posted, I have a mold problem growing on the side of my house. And John's from New York, by the way. Um, The siding is composed of asbestos shingles. Would power washing do the trick or is there a better way? Now, Tom, since these are asbestos shingles, do you have to be concerned when you approach siding like that with a power wash or because it's encapsulated, it's contained, you know, is it kind of okay to go that route? Well, I mean, because it's encapsulated, it's there's no risk of really asbestos exposure here. But I will say that old asbestos shingles uh, tend to be fairly hydroscopic. They soak up a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And so they're great landing grounds for mold, for algae, for mildew to form. Those spores will attach quite easily to the old asbestos shingles. Now, you mentioned pressure washing, and certainly that is one way to go. But there's a new product out now that I've been using recently on uh, on my siding and also on my porch, which had a, a bit of an algae problem. And I really like it. It's called Wet and Forget. Mm-hmm. And what it essentially does is makes it so that the uh, mold, the mildew, the algae will no longer grow. It naturally deteriorates, naturally degrades, and then falls away. So um, it's a nice, very safe, environmentally friendly way to deal with this problem of spotting on siding and spotting on roofs uh, and on other surfaces. Check out their website, uh, John. It is at wetandforget.com. All right, John, I hope that helps you with your mold problem. Well, small spaces can be difficult to decorate. And if you've got a small bath or powder room that's giving you a hard time, Leslie's got some solutions for working with that space on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. If you've got a small bathroom in your house, and you know what? It might even be your only bathroom. It doesn't have to be a problem. There are so many products out there. If you take the time and do your research and go to the right stores, that can actually help you transform that small space and make it way more functional. For example, a corner sink. I know you probably think, oh, that sounds kind of industrial or maybe kind of, you know, something from a hospital. But corner sinks, you can find some cute, stylish ones, and they're actually going to free up a ton of space and they can be pedestal style. They can be wall mounted. It really does open up that footprint for that bathroom. Also, you can set up space saving storage elsewhere in that room, which means that you don't need that traditional cabinet vanity. And then a smaller bowl for that sink is actually going to provide plenty of capacity. So don't feel like you're going to get the short end of the stick if you go with something like that, a corner sink for your bathroom. Now, another sink option is the vessel sink, which gets mounted on a scaled down cabinet or any other type of furnishing that can give you a little bit of storage. And even if you've got like a creative carpenter or a creative plumber in your life, you can turn pretty much any piece of furniture into a surface that can accommodate a vessel sink. So don't feel like you have to spend a ton of money. You can hit, you know, the local salvage yard and find something really cool that you can turn into something awesome. And also that flat top that's around that vessel sink, that's going to give you another storage spot that's going to help you sort of organize yourself. Whatever you do, you can really take advantage of all that space. And think about the wall space above your commode. You know, there are some options that you can get for behind the closet door that sort of slides into the hinges that extend towel storage instead of just one bar it's like four or five be creative do some clever researching on the web you'll find some awesome products that are going to free up that bath space and give you more storage than you knew was possible this is the money pit home improvement radio show coming up next week on the program it might not be your favorite chore but mowing your lawn correctly is an important part of making sure it looks good 
and stays healthy. We're going to have tips to make that job easier on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.